integrity of our elections was not compromised. As part of those briefings, as part of all the security briefings I have on a regular basis on a wide range of subjects, including the interference into the affairs of our country by other countries, there has never been any information given to me on the funding of federal candidates by China. Ever? That was the Prime Minister last week, and he has been insistent that there was no interference in the 2019 election, but uh, I don't know how he knows this, if there have no, you know, not been actually any formal investigations. Elections Canada reported uh, about a week ago that they had just learned about the allegations in the news, so we know that they haven't had an investigation. And we learned on Monday from a committee looking into Chinese interference that Commissioner Brenda Lucky said that the RCMP lacks evidence of wrongdoing in that same election but that they are now looking into wider interference by China to see if, in fact, there was interference in the democratic process. And, and, and important to what Lucky said, because she clarified, it's not that there wasn't interference in the 2019 election. It's that they, they didn't find evidence at the time, probably because they weren't looking. Let me bring in Dr. Christian Luprecht, who I haven't ch chatted with in a while, professor over at Royal Military College of Canada, also Queen's University, and an expert on security and defense. With the McDonald, your title gets longer and longer, Christian. I'm just like an, an author and this and that, but nonetheless, good to have you. Hello, good morning. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, we, we've been, uh, Global News broke this story, you well know, because you've been following, Trudeau got this CSIS briefing on foreign interference in January 2020. He has been adamant that there's been absolutely no interference in, in the election of 2019 or even 2021. Uh, I don't think he can actually categorically state that. Yeah, it seems like everybody's coordinated their messaging on this because it seems like the former uh, um, the, the elections officer, the chief electoral officer has come out and said that uh, he didn't find anything, but uh, but that he also wasn't looking, Stefan Perrault. Um, and uh, yet it seems that CSIS now tells us that they did see something, but I guess they didn't see anything at the time, but now they see something. Um, even though at the time it was widely reported, for instance, that at least one conservative member in Vancouver who had been quite outspoken um, uh, against China uh, had a, a very aggressive campaign um, against him uh, run on social media, but in non-English mm -hmm. and French uh, languages. So it's perhaps that we looked only in English and French and we were surprised that Perhaps uh, countries such as China might be looking at other language tools to influence local communities here. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I guess, you know, you're only going to find something if you're actually looking. So if you're not looking in the right place or overall, uh, you're not particularly looking and you're just looking, you know, very tactically. If on any one particular day somebody's launching some big social media uh, misinformation campaign or so, uh, then perhaps it means uh, maybe we need to cast our net a little bit wider and have a lens uh, that uh, the aperture, open that aperture a little bit more. Yeah, look, the, the RCMP is now investigating. Um, you know, they're investigating the two fired scientists from Canada's uh, top infectious disease lab in Winnipeg. Um, they're looking into, you know, we know that CSIS held private meetings with MPs, warning them about the efforts of China and, and agents trying to influence covertly. Um, we know that there are several investigations going on. Um, I mean, it's been all out there in the open for everyone to see, and yet it, it is quite obvious that, that, that this has been ignored, which I think begs the question as to how compromised are we? 
I think that's also a conversation about our entire electoral process, right? So I think uh, there may perhaps be some truth that uh, the very tactically the election itself uh, was not compromised. That doesn't mean that individual candidates and their campaigns uh, per se weren't compromised. But we also have an entire electoral cycle. So for instance, we know that candidate nominations, for instance, we've known for decades that uh, in the cases of uh, some MPs, uh, that they rely heavily on the support of, for instance, certain uh, language groups, religious groups, ethnic groups. Now, um, is that foreign interference when those groups uh, are being leveraged by foreign governments to make sure they get an MP who's friendly to their particular country? So all this you say is that I think if we're simply looking uh, at the writ period of 28 or 35 days, uh, then inherently that's a very small and limited component mm -hmm. of the overall attempt to interfere uh, with our electoral processes and democratic institutions. And that is that is the concern. I mean, CISA testified just a, about three weeks ago at a committee and said, look, we don't have the tools we need to actually do this kind of investigation into interference or espionage, any of those things, because we're working off of plans from 1984. So they've openly admitted they don't have the sophisticated tools to actually look into this. And so I don't know what they've been looking into. And then we've got the RCMP now looking into it. I do question, though, under Brenda Lucky's leadership, uh, you know, what, what we might or might not find. Yeah, so I think this raises two separate concerns. One is that CSIS has three mandates. Its uh, sort of largest mandate is uh, the counterterrorism mandate. Um, it has a counterespionage mandate, um, in particular when it comes to industrial counterespionage, uh, and it has a weapons of mass destruction mandate. It used to have a subversion mandate, but after the Cold War, the government decided to abandon the subversion mandate. And so I think part of what the director, David Vigneault, may be signaling here is so, yes, I need some different tools, but I actually need a legislative structure and I need a mandate from the prime minister that tells me here are the resources, here's the legislative framework, and here's the mandate for me to engage in to, to investigate activities that are actually attempting to subvert Canadian democratic institutions and Canadian democratic processes. So one is that uh, we need to adjust our national security framework. The challenge with the RCMP is, okay, so clearly somebody's decided there it has potentially crossed uh, the threshold where there may be uh, reasonable grounds for prosecution and that the RCMP can obtain evidence uh, that is uh, uh, that might be able to allow them to obtain um, uh, that prosecution, which is the key difference between CSIS and the RCMP, that the thresholds for ev evidence are higher for the RCMP, because when the RCMP investigates, you might end up in jail somewhere. The challenge is, of course, that the RCMP has very little um, uh, sophisticated competency yeah. within its ranks to run these types of very challenging organizations. There are small organizations in Ottawa uh, of a handful of people each that can do some challenging investigations, but I'm not convinced that the RCMP is actually postured to run mm. national security investigations of the sophistication with which, for instance, uh, China um, is operating in this country. Yeah, which is, you know, therein lies one of the many, many problems is that we are vulnerable in just so, so many areas. In the meanwhile, we've got this new strategy, the Indo-Pacific strategy that is supposed to signal a tougher approach 
to the Chinese regime, albeit many critics have said, well, it's, it talks the right language. It just doesn't really have any much follow through. China has signaled in its, um, you know, publications it's not happy. Um, given the circumstances, Christian, where you see hundreds of thousands of Chinese people protesting against the regime in a way that we have not yet seen, and given, you know, Canada is maybe vocally standing up or, or making more noise in its approach, do you get the sense that we should just expect some kind of retaliation at this point, just, uh, you know, because he's going to want to send some kind of message? Well, I mean, here's a good litmus test, right? So we have students on multiple university campuses in this country who are standing up against China and who are subject to active intimidation by other students as well as by Chinese elements within this country. And this might be a good ground and good opportunity for the RCMP to intervene and to start uh, prosecuting some people for essentially intimidation um, within our own country when people are, are, are leveraging the freedom of expression that they have uh, that they have here. So this is precisely a good opportunity, uh, a good opportunity, uh, I think, to start to have this conversation uh, that some activities just simply will not be tolerated because it appears that so far um, uh, the RCMP hasn't even been able to do that. Stay tuned. All right. Very good chatting with you. I know you're always busy, so thanks a lot, Christian. It's my pleasure. Thank you. That is uh, Christian Leprecht with the Royal Military College on this, so we will stay tuned because this story kind of keeps dripping out every day. On the other story, on the other side, we'll talk about another issue that just keeps kind of dripping away, but I'm beginning to think that um, I don't think anything we do with Ontario Place will be good enough. I don't know if at this point we'll ever get anything done.